down unto him and wept over his face and said, O my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Amen. If we feel comfortable in doing so tonight, can we close our eyes and lift our hands? Begin to lift our voice with determination, with a confidence in the God of Israel tonight. Begin to lift your voice as a people, a people contending for their blessing, a people contending for an interaction with their God, as a people contending for an experience with God. Begin to lift your voice, sons and daughters of the Most High. Begin to speak to your God tonight. Let it be a dialogue between him and you, between a daughter and a father, between a son and a father. Father, Lord God of Jacob, we pray tonight that you just begin to infiltrate this house. God, begin to infuse in this praise. God, begin to inhabit this worship. God, begin, oh Lord, to fall into this house tonight. God, we are not settled. God, we are not satisfied until we encounter you in this place tonight. God, I pray and believe and claim, oh God, and proclaim that every chain will break in this house tonight, that every stronghold will crumble. God, move on your sons and your daughters. God, move on the hearts of your people tonight. In Jesus' name, can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? He is worthy of all praise and adoration. Amen. You may be seated. Tonight, I'd like to preach this particular thought. Proactive versus reactive. Proactive versus reactive. I'm telling you throughout our lives and our responsibilities and the areas that God has entrusted us with, being proactive is probably one of the wisest actions an individual can take. Being a proactive is preventative in many ways. Preventative of damage, pre- preventative of situations, preventative of problems. Being proactive, we are to be proactive with our cars. I cannot tell you how many times that there's a situation in my truck that could have been alleviated if I was proactive. If I operated in the proper preventative maintenance of my car. I've had many conversations with Brother Louie and Brother Mike Brown where there's a situation that they said, did you do this? I'm like, ah, yes, sir. I gotcha. Amen. I remember in the military that they always say that you have to be proactive with your weapons. Because there's going to be a time when you need to utilize your weapons, whether it's your rifle, your sidearm, whether it's your military vehicle, whether it's your armor, you've got to be proactive and preventative. Do you remember that, Brother Edwin? Right? PCCs, PCIs, right? Pre-combat check, pre-combat inspection. To be proactive, to be preventative, because there's going to be a time where you are going to have to utilize it and if you did not take care of it, if you were not preventative, if you were not proactive, it could cost you your life. Amen. How many times do we go to our annual physicals or our six-month physicals and the doctor gives us a list of things to be preventative with? Hey, eat healthy. Watch your sugar. Watch those red meats. Lay off the brisket. Lay off the coffee. Lay off the sweet tea. Now you know what my doctor says to me. But what it is, is to be proactive and preventative of my health. And many of the situations we deal with in health outside of like a pandemic is that our health can be preventative. If we take care of ourselves, we alleviate the situations later on in life. 
Amen. Isn't this a true statement? I think our doctors have all had a conversation about that. I think about the chores around the house. If we are proactive and preventative, it really alleviates the issues that we find in our house, like changing the filters of the AC, changing your water filters, making sure that you take care of the things around the house. Amen. It's the same thing with work. I'm telling you, the most productive employee is the one that is proactive. Getting ahead. Amen. And so when it comes to living for God, God wants us to be proactive and not just reactive. There are times that we fall and situation arise where we have to be reactive and we react in the name of the Lord Jesus. We We react with faith. We react with scripture. We react with the word of God. But there are many times that God tells us to be preventative and proactive. I think of the 613 laws that were given to Moses and bestowed upon the children of Israel. It was 613 mitzvotes and laws and commandments that was preventative and proactive from bringing them into judgments. As a parent, I've got to be proactive with what my children do. I don't want to just fall into the reactive. I am, if I start slipping into pure reactive, then somewhere there was a delinquency in being proactive. Amen. I deal with it at work when it's other people's children at the school. Amen. Amen. Can I get an amen for the educators? And a lot of those situations can be alleviated if the parents were proactive. Amen. And so living for God, God is the God of the now. God can heal you now. God can encourage you now. God can minister to you now. God can deliver you now. God can restore faith now. God can fuel you with the Holy Ghost right here and right now. Amen. God wants us to be proactive. If I am falling into a place where things are starting to disintegrate or things are starting to degenerate in my walk of God or I'm in a trial and tribulation, I've got to go to the Word of God. I've got to pray and I've got to fast. How can I be proactive? How can I prepare for the next battle? How can I prepare for the next trial and tribulation? Amen. So tonight's scripture, chapter 13, very familiar passage. As I said, I have dissected it. We come to King Joash. Now, the interesting thing, if you look at the previous scriptures, we get a little bit of a confusion here. It sounds like they're talking about two different King Joash. Well, that is a correct statement. So, in this particular time, Israel, unfortunately, split it into two regions. We have Israel with the ten tribes in the north, and Judah in the south portion of Israel, which only has two tribes in Jerusalem. Israel, that particular region, all of their kings were wicked. Every king was evil. Every king did evil in the sight of God. Now, Judah had a few good kings. Now, we, at this particular point, we come into two different kings by the name of Joash. One in Judah and one in Israel. And what's interesting is that these two kings' reigns overlap each other. So you have two Joashes in Judah and Israel. Joash, the king of Judah, was actually a pretty decent king. Some of his exploits were mentioned in the book of Chronicles. King of Judah, Joash, 
actually invested into the temple. Now, he didn't bring down all the idols in the high places, but he was a relatively good king. And then he died. And then his successor came. That's pretty much the entire book of Kings. King, reign, here's what they did. Here's the next king. But we are talking about Joash, the king of Israel. Unfortunately, Joash, the king of Israel, as I said, was an evil king. But God gave him an opportunity to be preventative. God gave him an opportunity to be proactive with having a relationship with God. He sent a prophet. You had Elijah in the region, and then you come to the prophet Elisha. Elisha was, as we know, the successor to Elijah, and he was coming to the end of his life. You have a king that had every opportunity throughout all of his reign to make things right with God. You had a king through all of his reign had an opportunity to run to the prophet, repent, and to repair the kingdom. You have a king that had every opportunity, the miracle signs and wonders that God did through Elijah and Elisha. You had this king that had an opportunity to make his family right, his life right, his walk with God right. A blessing and an anointing and a hedge of protection over that entire kingdom. But he was not proactive. You had a prophet that was waiting for the king to fall and to cry out to God. But it never happened. And, the, and here we are when the situation arose. Joash missed the opportunity to be proactive and to be preventative. And all he did was become reactive. And that happens to many children in the Most High, is that God gives warnings through the man of God, through our pastor, through preaching and teaching, to make things right, to be preventative. And then things begin to arise. Things begin to transpire. Trials begin to happen. And then that's when we fall into just being reactive. Joash went to the prophet only in the time of trouble. He said, I didn't need God in the good times, but I need God in the bad times. And so Joash went to Elisha close to death on his deathbed. And he said, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. That is the title that was given to Elijah, his successor. It was a name of reverence. See, back in his mind, he knew what was truth. In the heart of Joash, he knew what was truth. But he allowed things to permeate and to grow in Israel. He allowed the idolatry to flow. He allowed the lack of godliness to go and to grow. But he only went to the man of God when there was a problem. So Joash said, okay, my father, my father, the horsemen of chariots, or the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof, what happened is that God sends things into our lives that try to bring us to him because he is jealous for us. He is determined to have us. He will not relinquish until he has us. And so what God does is allow things to redirect our focus to him. And here was Joash's opportunity. And he said, I've got to go to a man of God because I've got a sickness. I've got to go to the man of God now. I've got to pray to God. I've got to go to the altar now because I have a problem. When he could have done it before, it prevented this entire mess. 
So God sent the Assyrian army to siege Israel. And Joash says, okay, I can't go to the prophets and prophets of Baal. They won't answer in my heart. I know that's not right. I've got to go to my, I've got to go to my riches and my possession. Nope, I can't because that won't do what I know the God of Israel can do. So Elisha, his last ministry, his last opportunity to preach, his last opportunity to be used of God, said, okay, king, here's your opportunity. See, this all could have been alleviated if he was proactive. Many of the situations we go through today could have been prevented. Many of the situations we endure today is only if we had adhered and obeyed and submitted and applied the preach word of God. Many of the things that we endure and go through in battle could have been prevented if we were proactive in being obedient. The fights at the house could have been prevented if we were praying and fasting and adhering to the counsel of our pastor and the word of God. But we go to the prophet when the Assyrians show up. So the prophet said, okay, here's your opportunity. Because it was so much more than just a battle. It was an opportunity to repent for his entire household and the entire kingdom. As we know and I've talked about, take your bow, take your arrows, take your quiver. Take the arrow, shoot it out to the enemy. This was a a sign of resistance to the enemy, going back to ancient times. Hey, I'm returning my arrow to let you know I'm willing to fight. Now, the man of God said, I want you to take this arrow and strike it to the ground. He didn't say how many times, he just said strike it. See, Joash in his human frailty thought and leaned on his own understanding and only smote that arrow three times. See, if we're not careful, the word of God goes out, preaching goes out, teaching goes out. Situations or word of God that goes out and prevents situations could be alleviated if we obey and apply it early on. But we think, oh, I only need three of the five. Oh, I only need so many things. I only need a portion of what pastor told me to be successful. So, Joash struck the ground three times, and the man of God in his old age was furious, king. He said, hey, king, if you would have struck it five times, six times, seven times, you would have destroyed your enemy, but you only did it three times. To be preventative is to have submission to the word of God. To be preventative is to obey the word of God. To have things, uh, to try to prevent the things that creep into our life is to be preventative and proactive instead of just reactive to the situation. And so they, they defeated for a time. But unfortunately they invaded later on and Joash died. Elisha passed away. Now what was epic is that As Elisha was in his sepulcher, there was a a man that was being buried. And the moment he touched Elijah's bones, he came to life. That's pretty amazing. But Israel was invaded anyway. Everything that they tried to fight for was taken by the enemy anyway. But if only, only Joash would have listened to the man of God. Many times we fall into the plates of just being reactive. 
My battery died. I could have prevented it. My truck died. I could have prevented it. And then we just live in a perpetual season of reactivity instead of proactivity that could have prevented it. I'm doing, enduring all of this with my children. You could have been preventative. I'm doing this in my household. I could have been proactive. I'm dealing with this with my walk of God. I could have been proactive. But God says now is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Now, right here and right now, you can get your blessing in Jesus' name. No, I could just wait another service. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. Many of us have come into this place enduring addiction, bound by addiction. We have chains in our life. We have sickness that could be healed right here and right now. We have circumstance that God can demonstrate his miracle signs and wonders right here and right now. And God is saying, how many times are you willing to strike the arrow to get your deliverance, your blessing, your healing? Right here and right now could be your opportunity. And today is a day that you don't want to pass by will somebody begin to clap your hands the man of God the word of God has told you in times past what to do today is a day right here and right now somebody begin to clap your hands for your healing somebody lift your hands lift your chains to the Lord I'm believing in a move right here and right now I've been living in bondage and God is ready to deliver somebody begin to pray right here and right now Oh, don't stop. Only three strikes. The man of God told the king, keep going until you have your deliverance. Come on, how bad do you want something tonight? How bad have you been waiting for God to move? Praise is proactive. Worship is proactive. Obedience and submission is proactive. Uh, you want that spouse to come to God? Be proactive. Praise him anyhow. We believe in the healing. These altars are open. I've been battling the sickness. I've been battling this situation. This altar is open. You strike it until it's a deliverance. Come, come and beat react. the altar. Come and beat the altar. Oh, come on, somebody, children of the Most High, begin to lift your voice. It is proactive to submit. It's proactive to come to the altar. It's proactive. Somebody lift your voice. Praise be to the God of Israel. Come on, come on, Church, let's go. Let's be proactive. Oh, I don't want to live in the aftermath. I don't want to live in the aftermath. I want to prevent the battle. I want to prevent the invasion. I want to prevent the siege. Lift your voice, children of the Most High. Come on for my sons and daughters, for our children, for our youth. Maybe we need to pray a little bit more. Maybe I need to strike the arrows a little bit more. I've got to be proactive and not just reactive. My father, my father, 
the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Somebody begin to lift your voice. Yes. Somebody call out to God. Yes. I need a deliverance. Come chains. On, chains. I need press. to break these chains. Press. I need this bondage. Press. This spirit press. of anxiety. This spirit of depression. This spirit of suicide. This spirit of lust. This spirit of addiction. Come on, Somebody be press. set free. Press. Press. The Assyrians can be scattered with faith. Maybe I need to bring my children to the altar and begin to strike the arrow for my child's sake. Maybe I need to bring my youth to the altar and strike the altar for my child's sake. Maybe I need to come to this altar and pray out for that spouse. I need to come to this altar and begin to shout out for my healing and my blessing. We've got to be proactive. Amen. Things change when we're proactive. Somebody begin to lift your voice right now. Somebody begin to lift your voice. Praise be to the God of Israel. Praise be to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Baruch Atah, Hashem Adonai, Yeshua. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody begin to praise him. He inhabits the praise of his people. God, I don't want a routine. God, I don't want the mundane. God, I don't want to keep living in this bondage. I need a deliverance. Oh, what a God we serve. What a God. Come on. Some of you are just right there. You're just right there. Come on. Amen. And the man of God was wroth. If you would have struck the arrow five, six, seven times, you would have had your deliverance. If you would have prayed for five minutes, six minutes more, seven minutes more, you could have had the breakthrough. If I would have submitted five or six more times, I could have had the breakthrough. I could have shouted the name of Jesus five to six more times, and God would have moved. What would happen? God is waiting for the one. God is waiting for the two. Somebody, somebody submit. Somebody let loose. Worship is not a spectator sport. Obedience is not a spectator sport. God asks that we participate. We're right there on the cusp of something great. We're right on the cusp of something great. We see the cloud the size of a man's hand. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. God, I've been in this drought for seven years. God, I've been in this famine for seven years. God, son, send the plenty. God, send the abundance. Somebody, somebody, but begin right now to call it down. See, God has blessings ready, but we got to claim it. God has a deliverance ready, but we got to claim it. God has a ministering angels on standby, but we've got to claim it. They waited 10 days in the upper room for the promise of the Father. You better believe they claimed it in one mind and one accord. 
Oh, come on. Here comes the wind. Here comes the wind. Here comes the fire. Somebody don't worry about your left and your right. It's between you and God now. Proactive, proactive, proactive. Amen. Let's continue. Let's continue seeking the Lord. Amen. I want you all to get exactly what you desire and desperately need from the Lord. Family members we heard today, you've been praying for. Well, now it's time to understand we can be proactive. I said we can be proactive. Amen. In our prayers for our children, grandchildren, our family members, our neighbors, we can be proactive. Thank you, Brother Brown. Beautiful message. Stirred my heart. Glory to God. Things are happening, I'm telling you. Right here at New Life Apostolic Church, things are beginning to stir. Things are beginning to change. God's been speaking to me for several weeks. There's a turning. Don't stop what we're doing. Keep pressing. Keep responding. Understand that we are people of the name Jesus. We are apostolic. We believe in worship. We believe in fervency of worship. We believe in lifting our voice and making some noise. Oh, one more time. Put our hands together. Come on, put our hands together. Let's make some noise. Let's shout. 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 That's right. Make some noise. We are the army of the Most High God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I praise you, Jesus. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's get there and go on. Let's get there and go on. Let's get right where God wants us to be and keep on pushing, keep on believing, keep understanding that God has given us the power and authority. We 